This is the Color Pencil Podcast, session number 198. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. My name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I'm doing a solo show today. So it's just you and I here today. So today, I wanted to talk to you about something that has been on my mind a lot lately, something I want to share with especially those of you who maybe you're just starting out in color pencil or in art in general and you haven't been drawing very long, or you took a big long break, maybe 10 years, maybe 40 years, believe it or not, someone I spoke to inside the Sharpened Artist Academy just the other day on one of our live office hours calls, those are where um, the students and I get on the calls together, video chat together, and we uh, just discuss things, and we do a Q&A, and I answer questions. But she had been away from art for f- over 40 years. So maybe that's you today. Maybe it's been 10 years. For me, it was around 25. And one of the things I remember about coming back to art, I had done drawing and oil painting and other things when I was younger, but took a long break. But when I decided that I wanted to do art again, I had some very visceral feelings that started to well up inside of me about doing art. And and now if you're somebody who you've never taken a break, you've always done art, uh, it's just second nature, you've always done it, um, then you may not resonate with this a whole lot, but for the rest of us, for the the other people that uh, understand what I'm talking about, for those of you who do, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I was scared, to be real honest. I, I had some anxiety about what I was going to do, how I was going to do things. And I wanted to do some art and I had some sketchbooks. I started to sketch just a little bit and I thought, I want to do an art piece. I I want to get out some good paper and I, I want to buy some good materials and I want to do something that is impressive, that I'm proud of and that I want to share with others. And then as soon as I thought those thoughts, especially the part about sharing it with others. Then I had this this dark feeling come over me and this very fearful feeling. And I thought, ooh, what if nobody likes it? What, what if uh, it's not good enough or something like that? And it, it just kind of held me back for a little bit. So if you know what I'm talking about, you, you understand that feeling. I had a similar feeling the first time I ever entered anything into an art show and I I put it out there and it, it felt like stabbing myself in the gut. It was like, "Ooh, what what if what if this isn't good? What if what if uh, you know, it's not juried in or what if it's, you know, what if nobody likes it?" And it's a it's sort of a bad feeling. So today, here's what I want to ask you. 
this is a quote. I don't I don't know who to attribute it to. I mean, you can look online and see if you can find who uh, first said it. I don't know. But it's something that I heard early on when I came back to art. An art mentor said this. She said, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And I tell you what, when, when I first heard that, I don't know about you, but uh, if you're just now hearing that for the first time, what's that do to you? To me, it was like, wow, freedom. You know, I mean, it's like, I suddenly all the, all the cobwebs in my mind just started to vanish. And I had some clarity about some things. And I thought about that for a little bit later on, too. It wasn't, a, it wasn't this big moment or anything right then. I, I heard it. It went, it went in one ear and out the other. But I thought about it later. And I think I thought about it on a, on a drive by myself. I thought, what would I do if I couldn't fail? If I knew that I could not fail, if failing was not even a possibility, what would I do? So my question to you is, what would you do? What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? Now, you know, here's the interesting thing about it. What does it matter if you fail? You know, really th- stop and think about that. What does it matter if you could not fail? I remember uh, on that drive and, uh, you know, driving in the car and thinking about that very thing. And I thought, what is it I would do? And I started to just run by, you know, run through some things, some scenarios in my mind about what I would do. And I thought, well, first off, I would uh, draw a piece in colored pencil that is larger, a little bit larger than what I had been doing. And I would draw people. I would start drawing uh, a portrait. And I wouldn't care um, as much about whether or not it was going to quote unquote work, whether or not it was going to be accurate, that kind of thing. Now, I wanted it to be accurate, and I thought, okay. What if it didn't matter to me? What if I I just threw that aside and said, I, I don't care as long as I get this started. I get it, you know, at least started and I start working on it. Can I not figure it out as I go? Like I've done some other in some other areas and some other things. I thought, yeah, may, maybe that's what I could do. And and I, I tell you what, from from that day on, I've kind of just tucked that in the back of my mind with a lot of things, a lot of things, especially related to art. And I, but I push myself and I, I tell myself that and I think that all the time. And whenever I start to go down a path that is brand new to me, I think about that and I think, what is it that I could do? What could I do? If I threw, threw away this whole idea of failing or threw away the whole idea that somehow, um, I wasn't going to be able to reach or accomplish whatever it is that I wanted. What is it that I could do? What are the possibilities? Well, the possibilities are endless when we do that. When I do that and when I think to myself and then when I get into invariably that time where it just seems like a slog and I can't get done with the drawing. I can't get done with this piece of art and it seems like it's never going to end. What? What do, what do I do during that time? Well, the thing that I do, and I don't know if this helps you, it helps me, 
I always think about one thing, though, and I think, keep going. Don't stop. Just keep going. And take a break, but get back over there and keep going. Keep doing it. Take your time. Do it. And keep going. Don't stop. You'll get done with it. You will complete it. Okay, so if you're just starting out and you've, you know, you're you're thinking about something you want to do and you think it's daring or you think, oh, I don't know if I can do that, but that would sure be fun or that would sure be rewarding if I actually drew the subject matter that I really want to draw instead of drawing, you know, the 50th flower, you know, <laughs> or uh, instead of drawing, um, you know, I don't know, the uh, still life that I've drawn, you know, different iterations of this still life for the 100th time instead of all that what if i drew something that i don't know a car a sunset a landscape a whatever it is for you whatever that is what if you did that the other thing is you may be thinking well i don't have enough information there's some things i need to understand first there's some things that i don't quite get yet what if i understood those things i need to understand those what if, what if you didn't? What, what if there was no knowledge anywhere on the planet about that very thing? What, what if that's the case? What would you do then? Or let me put it a different way. Maybe you want to reach out to an artist that you look up to, an artist that you admire. That's what I did. I started reaching out to several people. And I emailed them. I, I wrote them and uh, through email, and I, I asked them different things. I said, what pencils do you use? And what paper do you use? And what erasers do you use? And what sharpeners do you use? And I started asking all these questions. And I got to tell you, um, every single one of them replied to me. They wrote back. And they, they answered me. And they told me what they use they they told me everything that i wanted to know and i got my answers and i looked at it and i tried to see if there were any similarities and there were some and there were some dissimilarities between the answers that i got back and i thought huh really doesn't matter it doesn't matter a whole lot uh i think i've got i i just got too hung up on technique i think i i thought that there was just something magical that i'm missing and I remember that was sort of a revelation. That was a, an aha moment for me to think, oh, I guess you just create art. I guess it really doesn't matter too much. I'm just going to do it. And that's what I did. I started then thinking about how that, you know, instead of trying to search for the perfect answer, trying to search for something, this elusive information that I thought may be out there instead of that I could just go ahead and and start doing the thing that kind of gave me some anxiety and I just started doing it now I don't know what it is for you right now when you're listening to this that's holding you back or something that you know you haven't attempted yet because you feel like you can't or you just feel like oh that's too far way out there you know for me um Maybe it's to create um, a certain number of pieces. Maybe you need to amass 10 different pieces of a certain subject matter. Maybe that's, you know, your goal. Maybe your goal is to use um, a different subject matter. Maybe it's to um, 
start doing a different medium? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's to do a solo show. Maybe it's to approach some galleries. Maybe you want to start teaching art. Maybe um, you want to um, read a book and actually read the book and apply it. Uh, something related to your art. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I'll tell you what. I, there, I know one thing. I know that there's something there's something that's holding you back and there's something inside you that is keeping you from accomplishing what you really feel like you want to do. And I'm not asking you to to just pretend like that doesn't exist or to pretend like there isn't uh, anything difficult about that. But here's what I, I am asking you to do. How about this? Let me just challenge you. Just take one step, take an easy step towards the thing that you think is difficult. Maybe uh, the thought of using uh, sanded paper, using like uh, UART pastel paper, which is a sanded surface. Maybe that, that thought scares you to death and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do that with colored pencil. Or maybe using watercolor as an underpainting with your colored pencil. Maybe that scares you to death. Um, whatever, whatever it is, maybe there's just one small thing. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe using solvent scares you to death. Now, I don't think you have to use solvent, but it does speed things up. There's other shortcuts as well, uh, that you could use as a colored pencil artist that would speed up your work a little bit here and there once in a while when it makes sense. There's nothing wrong with not using solvent though, but whatever it is for you, Maybe you're someone who uses solvent all the time. How about not using solvent? Try that. See what that does. Uh, other than uh, force you to create something with good pencil form the entire time. What else might it do? You know, I encourage my students not to make color swatches. Don't sit there and waste half of your life. You know, I'm exaggerating, but don't sit there and make all these color swatches. I talk about that uh, a little bit in the uh, Beginner's Colored Pencil course. That that's a time saver to skip doing these these elaborate color swatches. You know, hundreds and hundreds of pencils. And so uh, a new, brand new artist often thinks that they need to sit there and create all of these colored pencil swatches. You have to draw with this colored pencil in this little box, and then you have to use solvent in the second box. And I don't know, there's different, um, there's different little color charts, you know, creating these color charts. I, I just, I've never done that. I don't intend to ever do that. I think it's a fancy way of procrastinating and feeling like you're doing something when you're not doing anything. You can grab 10 pencils or more that you think might be a close fit quickly color, do some little color swatches, little color charts on those right before you start your project. And so I don't have to draw with hundreds of pencils on a color chart before I start my project. But I mean, that's just an example. One way that, you know, you could just get started with something. You could skip some of the things that some people think are important and just go to whatever that thing is that you really want to do. What gets in our way is we find other things to do instead of the things we really want to do or the things that we should be doing. I'm reminded of, and you can look 
this kind of thing up, I guess, online. But I'm reminded of a lot of the regrets. I mean, this kind of hits at the heart of the matter. The regrets of the dying. People that are on their deathbed, What what is it they regret? Well, I mean, often uh, some of the common ones are, I, I wish that, you know, I had spent more time with the people that I love. I wish I had been a better spouse. I wish I had made spirituality more of a priority in my life. I wish I had lived my life that I wanted to live and I didn't live a life for others. I didn't do something because my mom and dad wanted me to. Those are, those are just a few of some of the things that people say when they're on their deathbed. One I remember reading as well is, I wish I had taken more risks. I wish I had taken more risks. I always played it safe. I always just did what was very, very, very safe. Well, I, I don't want that to be you. I, I, want, I want to encourage you, do something different than maybe what you've done. Branch out, reach out to an artist, a mentor, if that scares you, if you think, oh, they won't answer me back, more than likely they will. And now it may not be in the time frame that you want. If you're just starting out, at that that's who I'm talking to right here. I mean, if if you're starting out right now and you're thinking, I, I really need to reach out to this mentor. I really want to reach out to this person. I look up to them. I look, I look at their art. I want my art to look like that. I want to reach out to them. Email them. Just email them. Don't be annoying. <laughs> Now, if I'm talking to you and you're you're listening to this, I know you're you're not that kind of person, but uh, I can tell you that um, you know I, I've gotten emails that they were annoying. I don't I don't know any other way of saying it, but things like um, putting guilt trips on me or something like that. Like I know you won't reply to this, um, but uh, I wondered this or. I wondered if you could tell me tell me this or that, um, but I don't expect you to ever reply. That kind of thing. It's like putting little guilt trips on me, things like that. Don't don't do that to anybody. I know you probably won't do that, but those are just some surefire ways of uh, handling it wrong. Um, some of the some of the emails I get, uh, I just think it's funny. I mean, like um, no you know no punctuation, um, incomplete sentences, or all caps, or I don't weird things like that. It's like Wow, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think this person was all that serious when they emailed me. Uh, I know you won't do that. I just thought I'd have a little fun here and share that. But anyway, so, but I want to encourage you: go ahead and reach out to someone that you really uh, admire and you look up to, and you you wonder some things about their artwork. And more than likely, what'll happen is. They probably will email you back. Now, they may not, but there's a good chance that they will. And when they do, they probably will share something with you that will encourage you. It'll inspire you and it'll help you. So, all right. That's my question for you. Couple of things here. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If you knew failure was impossible, what would you do? Now, why don't you just go and try that very thing that scares you? And then secondly, this is my second question, my little follow-up, okay? What are you going to draw next? What is it that you're going to draw next? All right, that's where I'm going to wrap up the show today. Actually, a little bit shorter show, I guess. But, you know, it was fun just hanging out with you. 
And I hope that this has been helpful. If you have any questions at all, you can always reach out to me, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can comment in the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. If you love the show, do me a favor, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get it on your phone each and every time. Um, You can subscribe right inside a podcast player on your phone rather than going to the website. It's the easiest way to do it, and you'll just get them delivered to you immediately. And if you do like the show, tell someone else about the show. Consider giving a rating or a review for the Color Pencil Podcast. I would appreciate that as well. And this is a weekly show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Thank you.